Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is when you're tuning in. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, May 13th, and this has been one hell of a day, which is why it has taken me this long to get down to recording something for you. As many people listening know, I have a chronic illness, and it is a nervous system disorder that messes with my heart, among everything else, and I kind of overdid it today, so I started laying down a little after 5 o'clock, and I just got up so I could do this episode for you. In fact, while I may be upright and recording, I am actually still in bed, so I've got my computer and my microphone set up on my nightstand because I'm just not up to sitting upright for very long. I'm going to go back to bed as soon as this is uploaded. And on that note, as soon as this is uploaded, you're not going to be getting uh, show notes right away, so that's going to be a little bit longer. But as this is part of my commitment to daily podcasting in the month of May, I still wanted to make sure I got an episode out for you. So tonight I want to talk to you about the idea of living in balance and making time for your own self-care and your personal growth outside of your business. This is something a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, and I struggled with too in the early days. It's only, in fact, been recently, within the last 18 months or so, that I've really honed in on this idea of making a business while I am living in balance in the rest of my life because, quite frankly, I'm not in business to be burning the candle at both ends and bending over backwards for my clients 24-7. I have other things that I want to accomplish. I have a mission and a movement that I am passionate about, and that is what I want to see drive forward. That's what's really going to change people's lives. And as long as I am plugging away, continually just living for my clients, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to have the type of impact that I so passionately care about. I used to subscribe to the notion that in order to truly have an impact and to be the type of entrepreneur that I would love and respect, I needed to work all of the time. I needed to just hustle constantly, a la Gary V. But that is unsustainable, especially for somebody who has a chronic illness. It is very difficult for me to be in hustle mode 24-7 and actually achieve quality results. And I care far more about the quality of the work that I am putting out as opposed to working 16-hour days but only doing a mediocre job. Interestingly, though, there is a stigma around working less designing your own life and living in balance, which the idea that there could be a stigma around this, I find to be just completely fascinating. So there was a recent article in the Harvard Business Review about the stigma that keeps consultants from using flex time. And one of the things that they talk about in the article is that the consultants that they talk to stress work-life balance and related policies are simply incompatible with the job of consulting. They firmly believe their jobs are inherently demanding, their organizations could not be more family-friendly because of the way that they believe consulting, and this will apply to coaches as well, 
they believe that it requires exceedingly long hours and extended trips and weekend work and answering emails in the middle of the night and always being on call for your clients, despite the work-life imbalance generated by these supposed work requirements. And I've simply found over the years that this is not true. The only reason that I was living that way is because I had believed the stigma. I had believed that these are the things that are required if I want to succeed as a coach or a consultant. But those were self-imposed limitations. Those I'm calling limitations because they did not actually propel me forward in my business or in my career. They, in fact, kept me stuck by falling into that trap of working constantly and answering emails in the middle of the night, always being on call for my clients. That trap of my job is just inherently demanding kept me from growing my business because, A, I was afraid I just simply could not take on any more clients, so I've left a lot of money on the table over the years, and B, because when I am tired and burned out, when I don't have the time for proper self-care, and that includes things like meal prepping and getting enough sleep, or even meditation, when I don't have time for those essential self-care acts, I cannot grow my business. I don't have the energy to take my business to the next level. And I know I am not the only one who has felt this way, that if you are on call all the time for your clients, you don't want more clients, and you also can't grow and scale your business because you are literally at capacity. In the Harvard Business Review article, one study participant who went by the name Rita, which was a pseudonym for the purposes of this research, she said that she's been in enough jobs to know that there are certain things that go with the job and you can't change it. Which, again, that that's a limiting belief that is keeping Rita stuck in this work-life imbalance. And I've found that to be just, just so kind of heart-wrenching, actually, because when you are the one who is holding yourself back because of something in your mind, that could so easily be changed. But so many people just, they don't see the possibilities Another fascinating thing in this article is that consultants prided themselves on managing work-life conflicts on an individual and as-needed basis. So this means that out of all of the consultants who were surveyed for the purposes of this article, they felt that work-life balance was a fundamentally uh, personal issue that their natural suitability for consulting means that they can find and should find their own solutions. And because of that, most consultants rejected any flexibility approach offered by their firms, saying a one-size-fits-all approach does not alleviate unique conflicts faced by different people. So a participant named Ron said, when I hear of big solutions to work-life balance, I approach them with suspicion because every person or couple or parent's recipe has different ingredients, cooking times, and different sized ovens. And again, this is something that I have just found to not be true. There is a way that you can create perfect work-life balance if you have the right formula, if you have the right process, if you follow a proven framework that will work for anybody, you can achieve this by customizing it and making it fit for your own life. It is possible 
to follow the same steps and get to the desired result as a woman who is doing the same thing as you in London with a completely different lifestyle. It is possible to follow a framework and get different results from somebody else following the framework. The framework is more like guidelines that are going to help you achieve the solution. It's not a rigid step-by-step, this is exactly what you have to do, and if you don't do it, you're a failure kind of thing. So I found that also to be a little surprising and, in my own experience, not true. And the last thing from this Harvard Business Review article that I wanted to refute is that consultants who were surveyed framed work-life decisions as choices. So most of the people use the language of choice to describe how they manage the balance between personal and professional lives, and that this language of choice helped convince them that their current situations reflected their preferences. So a consultant who went by the name of James in the survey canceled many vacations with his spouse and children in order to meet workplace demands. He said, I have the choice to work here. I sacrifice family time because I see an opportunity to make a career advancement. He believed that taking time off means not advancing. However, his act of reframing these demands as choices helped him reclaim a sense of agency in an otherwise disempowering situation. And this is something else that I have found to just be complete fucking bullshit. You have a choice to go on holiday with your family as opposed to staying and working and being on demand for your clients. And the act of choosing something that makes you happy, that is going to create lasting memories with your loved ones, is far more valuable than staying home, sitting behind the computer, or going to the office and dealing with work for those two weeks. The memories that you are going to get with your family are going to be far more valuable than the remote possibility that you're going to achieve more work if you're in a firm environment, like you're going to advance in your career, or you're going to somehow attract more clients or have an increased sense of loyalty from the ones that you stayed behind to serve. Because when you are working as a coach or a consultant, you don't usually tell your clients, oh yeah, I was going to go out of town for two weeks, but I decided to stay here instead so I can serve you better. Most coaches and consultants are not going to say that because they don't have that kind of repertoire with their with their clients. And when they do say that, it's going to change the dynamic with the client, which is not going to change for the better because then the client feels indebted. The client may not show up as as if this is a professional relationship anymore. They may have completely different views on what it is like to work with you and whether or not you are really the person for them. So while you may perceive that you are doing the right thing by staying home so you can serve this client or by working in your consulting firm and hopefully moving up the ladder, it is a false narrative that is just keeping you stuck and it is going to come back to bite you in the end because you're not going to be making those family memories. You're not going to be having the experiences that truly change a life, that truly make a life worth living. And maybe I'm wrong here, but isn't that what this is all about? And isn't this whole crazy ride called life about living and not just about working and hoping for a better shot at a better client or moving up the ladder? I don't know. 
I've got clearly my own very passionate views on this. I believe that we are here to make the world a better place with the time that we have, to create connections with people, to serve people, and to be happy. And if you are working all the time, if you don't have work-life balance, if you're not taking time to take care of yourself, to make sure that you are healthy, to make sure that you are happy, and even simple things like being well-rested, if you're not able to take the time for that because you are working so much, you need to change the way you work because burnout is inevitable. You are on the road to burnout. And when burnout happens, guess what? Your personal life and your business are going to take a very, very hard hit. So I know I got a little bit ranty there in this episode, but I hope it was at least somewhat interesting and if nothing else, inspiring to you. So thank you so much for tuning in as always. So I am going to go back to bed because... As this episode indicated, I really care about work-life balance and I care about being healthy and self-care and making sure that my health and wellness is taken care of so that I can do a better job in my business. So with that said, I will be back here tomorrow in your podcast player. It will be sometime in the early evening because I am just swamped tomorrow. I've got back-to-back client work followed by uh, followed by getting ready to move. So my husband and I are moving sometime within the next 72 hours. So I've got to get at least most of my office stuff packed up. So I will be back here in your podcast player sometime in the early evening tomorrow. And thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a beautiful evening and I will see you next time. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.